Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now launching, now launching the dumbest radio show in America. <laughs> Welcome to Common Man and T-Bone. They also have a bunch of guys on that team who sound like games on The Price is Right. Like, Pacheco is definitely a thing you're playing on The Price is Right. <laughs> Come on down. You're the next contestant who's going to play Valdez Scandling. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm going to win a new Ford Fiesta <laughs> if I only get Pacheco right. Featuring Panama Ted. Tupac. Timmy Hall. I will rub one on my face. And a collection of profane noises. Coach? No, Dom. I'm a genetic freak. <laughs> And I'm not normal. I want me some glory hole. I'll keep it in the room. Stop breathing. It used to be a lot longer. The numbers don't lie. Bah! Bah! This is stupid. <laughs> this is man and bone. <laughs> <laughs> Happy weekend. Welcome in. Hello, bone. Hello, man. Oh, we had a big week's worth of shows. It's Super Bowl week. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm thinking back. I don't know how much Super Bowl we actually talked this well, week. Well, you know, we're more of a reactive show than yeah, a yeah. preview yeah. show, so we, we'll talk about it more on Monday yeah. after the fact than we will. We're not going to break down 18 different ways that and the Chiefs or the to. Niners can win this game. CBS is airing a seven-hour pregame show <laughs> yeah. tomorrow. If Enjoy you want it. that, they got it. Go listen to it. Yeah, that's right. We talked a lot about pizza, though. Yeah, we did. I, oof. Still, I'm a, still hungry. Well... Yeah, I I tell you, I want to make that a week, not a day. Oh, national hope. Pizza Week. Well, I don't care if it's national. Well, the, 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 good, the good news I is, is that they have week. different days. Like uh, Friday was National Pizza Day, but like in two weeks it'll be National Cheese Pizza Day. <laughs> yes, and then it'll be National Pepperoni people. Pizza Day, and then it's from the pepperoni people who are like sponsoring that one. National Detroit Pizza Style Pizza Day. Detroit City of Com- or Commerce. I don't know. Whatever. Something. I'm just saying. How you yeah. doing, Teddy? Doing good, Mike. Uh, Teddy helped us out in your absence uh, on Thursday, Bone, with some gambling stuff. Oh, great. For the Super Bowl. It, so it was actually good, so you may have won something if you listen well, to him. We'll, we'll find, we'll out, find out on Sunday. Right, yeah, because yeah. it was all Super Bowl stuff. Yeah. Reba yeah. McIntyre, you banged the over. Yeah, banged the I over on Reba. What's the number? Do you remember? It was. It's right on a minute and a half because she's she sings quickly. They've had. Oh, okay. uh, they've looked back and a lot of hers have been like around minute twenty two or wow. so. So yeah, she, I'd go but, bang the over on that because yeah. they're usually around two minutes or more. Well, yeah, and, yeah. The, and the joke that I made is if she has a stroke midway through, <laughs> I mean, then it's going to last longer. Because it's not edge. until you hit that last note. Reba's a national treasure. I'm, I'm going to say she nothing about her. I'm going to say nothing about her having a stroke. I, I'm, I hope she, she does. is a national hope treasure. She does not is what I mean. I, I'm not rooting not. for stroke. It sounded like you were. All right, <laughs> Teddy. What's coming up on the show? Well, man and Timmy, they got some injections. Injections. Yeah, injections. Oh, oh, injections. Injections. In the booty. Injections. Smith and Jigba. <laughs> Love that guy. Sure. Yeah. We had quite the uh, OSU hoops rant this week. Mm. Suck. They're going to get a win today yeah, in Maryland. Maryland? Yeah. Mm. Take it to the bank? 
No. No. Okay. No, no, no. Do not do that. Nope. Man, man, you told us you don't really have that will to survive in sort of like calamity situations. No. You would just be. I wish I was out. dead now. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we had some wild card Wednesday fun. So there you go. All right. Common Man and T-Bone Weekend starts now. Common Man and T-Bone Weekend. Here's a yikes, too. So Timmy and I are going to start an endorsement for a new men's wellness clinic. Mm -hmm. Okay? So today, we went in to meet the people, you know, say hello, shake some hands, very nice people, and we were going to go through the entire process. Mm Mm-hmm. Where they take our blood, they check our levels, do we need testosterone injections, all of that. You know, Timmy and I are odd people. We're also very secure with ourselves. We also wanted to save time. So I had suggested that instead of just us going in two separate rooms, we just go in the same room. Right. Just get the... For the consultation. The whole thing done right at once. Yes. And they were very confused by this. Mm Mm-hmm. To which point, the nurse practitioner who was there said, So let me get this straight. Are you guys a couple? No. Well, we're, just, we're just good friends who play ping pong and work together. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we can do that. It's very unusual. Well, because you're discussing medical issues. You can't, exactly right. You can't really share that with other people. Well, I don't care. I have no secrets. He has no secrets with me. And in the interest of getting out of there quicker, we no. wanted to condense our time. No secrets? No, who Not cares? Not one secret? What's the difference? Not even any secrets? Pull your pants down. Okay. Doesn't matter. Yeah, because then they have to give you an injection? Well, I did. I did got, I get the injection in my, in my ace. Yeah. You know, he too got the injection in his ace. Boy, I, in yeah. separate rooms. Yeah. Yeah. But I wanted to condense time. I know. You just wanted to do this both. I just Get it over with. Pants down. Both of you bent over, just looking at each I other, going, "Can you do this? What's the difference?" Right, and then it's just the nurse holding two different syringes and shooting you at the same time, or were it two different doctors? Did you want doing that? You got two hands, right? That's what I'm saying. Left hand, right hand. <laughs> How'd the injection go? Was it, was it, fine. Was it fine? It's an injection in your butt cheek. Right. How's it supposed to go? I don't know. She says, "Don't clench." Well, I just I'm not going to clench. You're shooting something in my butt. I know how Timmy, you know, gets around needles. He's a little, yeah, doesn't like that. No, it didn't bother me. Okay, good. He's still complaining. Well, yeah, I know. My butt's tender. Put some weight on it. I got lots of padding in my ass. It's a shot. They didn't shoot you with a gun, did they? They just gave you a little needle prick maybe in you your needed butt. The extra dose. Oh, you're saying maybe it's had- super virile. Viral? Viral? Villy Sarin? Bend over and take shot in butt cracky. I so to be clear, yeah. So Timmy, because I've also heard Timmy talking about getting the vasectomy, which he has not gotten yet. Right, but so he's is he trying to? He's terrified. He's terrified of Lord. Terrified of. All right. I mean, again, granted, I guess I have a higher pain tolerance or what? What have you? I don't know. I don't think I I do. You're you're liver king. I don't think I do. I think I'm actually a big wuss. But it's also like they. It's not like they walk in. With a rusty pair of scissors, and are like, let's go. When it comes to vasectomy, it's done the way it needs to be. They didn't do yours with garden shears no. like mine? No. They just, they numb you up. They take care of it. You're in there, out out of there in less than an hour. I did need extra numbing. Well, yeah. I had a little bit of a problem. Well, what happened? Well, they numb me up, mm-hmm. and then you wait there for a little while. Yeah. 
And then the doctor comes in and makes casual small talk as yeah. he, you know, mutilates your sack. <laughs> Not quite what he well, does. Well, that for is sure. what he does. He's, no, he's he, cutting he's, open your no, sack and ripping out your insides and surgical dissection right. and mutilation. I, I, I'm just I'm trying to be as clear as possible. Okay, I'm laying there naked from the waist down. You're like a Smurf as he's mutilating my newt sack. No, Smurfs, Smurfs pants, Smurfs pants. Right? They don't who? have pants. No, I right. I'm wrong. I can't remember. Anywho, so he's doing his little thing and he's got like a little. I don't know, cattle prod tool? Okay. Where it gives you a little... What do you mean? He's I, I don't zapping know. you with uh, something? He's, he's zapped me with well, something. He's, he's probably zapping to burn off the... Well, that's whatever he was doing. Doing some burn ends down I, there I, in the scrote. I kicked the nurse. You can't... Because it hurt. <laughs> you kicked the nurse. And he's like, oh, you can feel that, can't you? All right, let me give you another shot there. Okay. But see, here's the problem. Every time I go to the dentist, I go to the doctor, and I say, hey... My body reacts very strangely to medication. Right. You know, caffeine, Novocaine, these things really don't work too well on me. I tend to feel things that most people do not feel. They always give me the same look. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, don't worry. I'll give you a lot. Yeah, right. And then all of a sudden it's, and I'm, it's hitting the nerve. Yeah, and you feel oh, it. Oh, you can feel that? Yes, and I warned you about it. Yeah, that's no fun. Just as much as you would give a normal man who may die. Give me a little less. Okay. Go right up to that edge. Just and then right back up to that off. edge. Yeah. See, I had, when I got the vasectomy, I did have a moment where I'm like, I'm feeling a little bit of pressure. It wasn't pain. I could just feel something. He's like, well, that's because I haven't numbed that side yet. I'm still working on the other side. What you're feeling is that we're getting close to that side, but we're not over there yet. So when I get to that side, I will, you know, fix that. And I said, oh, sorry. I Did he I, lecture you? No, 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 no. He was just like, well, that's expected. That's the way that's supposed to go. It's okay. He's just very no nonsense, which is I what see. I, that's what I want in a urologist. I don't want happy, fun time urologist. I want a guy who's just like, well, you know the drill. Get the pants around the ankles. Let's go. Time for that check. Like, I just, oh, were you like me? Because when I'm in these situations, I feel the need to do material. No, I, I know that I've, I've, I've talked to people who have had that feeling. I understand this is his job. This is the job he, this is the field of yeah, medicine just, he's chosen. I, I feel sorry for whoever's examining me. I don't feel, I don't me, feel sorry. So I, I know that because you're a horrible person. No. But I feel sorry for whoever's looking at me. And so I feel the need to make them laugh. I just want to point out, I didn't like run into a Bank of America and pull I my know. pants down and be like, look at this. <laughs> like I, I, Your outlook I went, is much healthier than mine. I went to a mine. doctor's office where that's all they look at all day. I was in a doctor's office in this doctor's office where I got my vasectomy done one time where I was in for the other check around, uh, you know, in the backyard. Uh-huh. And I am there and the doctor brings in a med student who's like, yes, this is a person going into the medical field. She will be observing nice. because she is also going to become a urologist. Do you mind if she observes the procedure today? And I said, well, for the sake of science, I guess. You see a lot of lady urologists, do you? I've only seen one urologist in my life, and that's the one I have. I'm saying, no, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe there's lots of lady urologists, women urologists. I don't know. But I know that in my office, I have a man urologist. Not lady urologist. I didn't say it's urologist women's team. (laughs) That's right. That's correct. All I'm saying is I was I'm I didn't ask for that. Yet I I obliged because of science no, and because no, of the I had, job I had that we're the doing. material going today. No, she had me drop trial, and I said, "Well, I'm sorry, I didn't wear my cute underwear for you today." Oh boy! And she she gave me a little chuckle on that sure. one. Never heard that before. You know, she said, uh, 
Are you sexually active? I said, well, I've been married for 17 years, so no. Mm-hmm. Right. And there was a little, <laughs> I think she enjoyed her time you with me. You think so? Or do you think she's just like, oh, the same old answers to the same old questions I, I get I'm every just, I'm, bleeping I'm try- day. I'm trying to be nice and folksy. That's all. I'm trying to give them something. Do you have to? Because they got to put a needle in my hairy ass. But that's, again, that's the job they signed up to do. I, and, I and I'm not saying that you don't have to, if she's like, oh, this is unusual, then you could be like, oh, yeah, well, that's what this is, blah, 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 whatever. I'm just saying maybe maybe something freaks her out, freaks out a doctor, whatever you explain. I'm not saying you'd be rude and be like, what are you looking at? Like, you don't have to yell at them. I'm just saying, it's like, oh, hey, how's it doing? Oh, my arms are tired. I flew all the way in here from butt crack, you know, and it's like, you don't have to do that. You can just let them do their job. Speaking of butt crack, yeah. take a look at this. <laughs> right. I'm just saying you don't have to do material for the doctors. They know what they signed up for. All right. Sorry. Yeah, you should Sorry be. for being a human being. That's right. Like the lawn care guy comes over and you're like, hey, buddy, how's it going? Yeah, Cut it a little close today, huh? Take a little off the top? Like, do you do this with every person yes. that does jobs that are not yours? Yes. <laughs> right. I'm just saying. No, but I feel like when people are examining me, mm-hmm. I feel sorry. For, I don't want to examine myself. I know I look that. at myself in the mirror. I want to throw up. I am with you. Now, but- all of a sudden, some stranger's got to look at my bottom half. Yeah, but I found his slippers some money. But they went to Here's look some cash. They went to look at gross bottom half school university. As a but matter of fact, okay, you think they just get used to it? Yes. No, I don't. I don't think so. Well, they have to. That's their job. Is to. I mean, now, granted, maybe there are days where they walk out and they're like, "Holy bleep!" And they they go to like the urologist round table. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the, and she they, was talking like to me. you wouldn't believe this guy. I, I, saw today. I made the joke. About, oh, I would have worn my pretty underwear if I knew you were going to look at my underwear. Right. And she said, like, you can't imagine oh, some of the underwear that I see. I'm quite sure. Yeah. With just visible skid marks and ah, ah, stinky, stinky. Speaking ah, of skid mark. Hey, look who walked he, in. He, Timmy took about nine hours in his room. We're all waiting on Tim. Well, they had to read him like a story and they had to do a little stuffed animal thing. Like, ooh, look over here. It was and a fun day, wasn't it? In the it was butt. a good day. We Tim, both got shot in the ace. You know what was fun, too, is that Timmy dressed up like he was a seven-year-old going to Easter Mass. <laughs> Had khakis on. Did you really? I, did, I did not have khakis on. I did. Bone, I wore a nice shirt and pants because we were going out there on a sales call, basically. It's not well, a sales call. They signed up for us well, already. They, they did, but this was sort of like getting to know the business. You're meeting the parents. We're meeting them. We're meeting right. them for the first time. Yeah, I see. You're meeting We're going to try to figure out how we can do the best work for them. This That's is the first time about. you're meeting so, them. So you're telling me that if you showed up to this thing wearing jeans, they would have just ushered you out. Look at this guy. Get out of here. You know what, though? Because they're going to see how dressed down we are when we keep going back for these shots. Because I'll be in a tracksuit. I'll be in something that's easy to slip. Oh, like this? Oh, no. Quick Why little you, slip down. Why did you do that? Now, did you? <laughs> this is not like a naughty thing that you're doing. You're just going in for no. a medical procedure. Did like, you feel oh, the need? Have I been a bad boy? Let me make... put my pants down. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> what are you doing? Why are you German, too? I don't oh, know. Have I been a bad boy? <laughs> right. Uh, which side would you like to book today? Right. Did you also make awkward conversation when they were doing this to you yeah, like I did? Yeah, a little bit. Right. Were you? Yeah. Yeah. What'd I you say? I feel sorry. You. I said, oh, I would have worn my pretty underwear if I knew you were going to look oh, down the there. Pretty, and, the pretty underwear. Yeah. I said, I'm, I left my thong at home today. <laughs> See? What is, what is wrong line. with you two? Why? Thank you. Just, you can just Perfect. literally go in there and say, hi, how you doing? No. Well, no. 
What do you need me to do? All right. Man and Bone request that you stick around because the show isn't over yet. More stupidity awaits you on the other side of the break. The Fan. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Oh. Ryan Day meeting with the media today. Today is National Letter of Intent Signing Day. Once upon a time, that was a huge thing. Well, this one was because this, this one was the was. only one. This was the only one. You didn't really have guys coming in early. That was unheard of. But your entire class is pretty much on campus already. Oh, yeah. Ready to go through spring drills. Ready. They've, they've been in front of the coaches for a long time. So today is an afterthought. Yeah. It's, I mean, I feel like in a way when my parents, when I would tell them that my kids go to school in the middle of August is when they return to school from the summer break. And my parents were always like, we didn't go back to after Labor Day. And it's like, I, yes, I am aware. Things have changed. Like that, right. I don't it know how to tell you about it. Mom, you. my kids will have 23 snow days. Right. <laughs> and eight fog days. Oh, I walked outside, saw my breath in the air. Go back inside. School's canceled. Yeah, we have Groundhog Day about 12 times a year in Marysville where it's like, oh, sunny, got to go in. Uh, frosty, got to go in. I don't know. I don't even know. It's just any weather. We leave and cancel. All right. Uh, Ryan Day. Uh, met with the media today, also had his uh, signing day radio show here on The Fan, hosted by the fantastic Paul Keels. I don't know why I said it like that, like you're not aware of Paul. Oh, We've got this you, new young guy. He's got some great pipes. Keels? His name is Paul Keels. His hobbies include kicking my ass and hot tub. Mm, hot tub is great. And great, kicking my ass in the hot tub. That's a great habit, or habit. Uh, hobby is hot tub. I like that. All right, here's Ryan Day on the radio show talking about the several high-end players that are returning and that shows what type of culture they have. We knew moving forward the key was, you know, okay, where do we want to be and, and you know, we sit here right now today. And so, you know, the first thing was, okay, where do we want to be with our team? And there's probably six or seven guys that could probably have got drafted in the first three rounds right now in, in this upcoming draft. And so for them to come back was huge. And it started, you know, with Cody Simon, then Lathan Ransom, Denzel Burke, Jack Sawyer. And then, you know, they started to talk to the guys. And it says a lot about these guys coming back because it's, you know, they could have gone on to the NFL, but they wanted to leave something here at Ohio State. And it's it's about the relationship they've built with their teammates, with the staff, the culture that's here. And that's what kind of, you know, built the momentum here over the last month. Uh, okay. We also I mean, dropped some money on it. Uh, let's just be real. I Listen, I know that what he's talking about, because the money's going to be there either way, but I don't think every player ever would have made that decision if there weren't. I mean, again, we heard the, all the people ringing. He was doing it, among others, saying, if we don't get the money, how am I going to keep all my players? Right? Last year, he said, I need $13 million well, it's, to keep this team together. It's a combination of culture. And that. Yes, it, I'm sure it is. All these other schools are paying too. I'm just pointing out that the idea that, well, it happened because these players want to leave a legacy. It's like, sure they do. And they want to get a little bit more money to do that and stay and hopefully do all those things you're talking about. But if there was no money involved, no one would blame these guys for saying, yeah, just go on out there and get paid. Uh, perhaps most talented guy who was in the portal, regardless of position, was Caleb Downs. 
And he decided to come here, play in the secondary at Ohio State from Alabama. Here is what Ryan Day had to say about him. Yeah, man, I mean, it's just the way that all shook out was was pretty wild. And I think it came down to us in, in Alabama at the end. You know, we, the first time around with Caleb and, and to watch him play this year was hard to do because um, sure. one of the best high school players I've ever seen live, watched him play against Buford. He was at Mill Creek and uh, he never came off the field. He was playing running back, returner, just all over the place. Wildcat quarterback, I think. I mean, and then so to watch him this year have 107 tackles uh, at Alabama. It was hard to do, but certainly, you know, great family and, and was pulling for him. You know, even my family, my wife, my, you know, just we watched them. We, we just felt like we knew him. So then to see everything go down the way it did and have another opportunity to recruit him and for him to be here is, is just kind of wild. So Caleb Downs, you know, comes in here. Clearly, he was given a, a check. Also, and Ryan Day talked about this a little bit in the, uh, the media availability before the radio show today. Nothing's off limits for Caleb Downs. And I'm sure that was part of the selling point. Hey, buddy. Obviously, you're going to play in the secondary because that's where you play. Yeah. But you want to return kicks? Yeah, we can do that. Hey, maybe even carry the football. Hey, man. You know, I'm not <laughs> Maybe play some offense. <laughs> Whatever you want. I'll tell you what. The guy made 107 tackles. You you can do whatever you want. As a freshman, you, you did that in the SEC. Yeah, you, you can play wherever you want to. That's totally understood. Uh, here is Ryan Day talking about how he tries to be honest with guys when bringing in portal players. Guys who are currently on the roster and how their their roster spots will be effective. One of the things I, I try to do in those situations is explain to everybody in the room of if we're going to bring somebody in, this is why we're doing it, and this is the situation, and, and sometimes get their feedback. And in that particular situation, got the feedback from Trevion and by what what a leader he's been the last month, you know, and just hey, if that's going to upgrade the team, that's going to help the team. Let's go, let's go do it. And um, that's just a sign of maturity. You know, I, I got a feeling he's going to have an unbelievable season, but he's already done a great job leading so far the last month. Now he's specifically talking about the situation with Judkins the running back who came in from Ole Miss, Travion Henderson, how that affects him. Yeah, As you pointed out, man, I mean, Travion is a very good player, but he has not been able to stay healthy. That's One thing that Judkins gives you is. is lots of carries. At least he has so far. He'll come in here uh, and then get no. turf toe. We'll never see him again. No, I hope not. No, but I mean, that's a guy, two years in the SEC at Ole Miss, he's had a 1,000-yard season each time. You don't do that if you're missing a lot of snaps. So... Yeah, I, I think that is nothing against Travion Henderson. It is just the reality of talking about football from the sense that Ur- Urban, I almost said, Ryan Day has to look at it from, right? And his staff, they have to look at it as who's going to be on the field? Who's going to be available? Who's going to give us productive minutes? Who's going to do all these type of things? And that's not anything against players that get injured. It's just the reality that they have to find guys who can get the job done. Now you have two backs that when healthy are easily top five backs in the country. It's the best tandem in the country, clearly. And you now have, hopefully, if either one of them gets an injury, you've got someone else who can cover for it. So, yeah, that's amazing. Speaking of uh, Urban, he was talking to Dom Tiberi out there oh. a couple days ago. Okay. On Zoom, he wasn't I was going to say, I, I missed that. On Zoom, but I did see that Urban has grown himself a beard. Uh, yeah, he, he, fluctuates, he fluctuates in between beard and no beard now. Yeah, I think saying. he's a little bit more, like, how big are we? David Letterman beard? No, get, get out of here. <laughs> no, maybe it's a nice I'd, little scruffy beard. Like a big That's old all. Santa Claus beard? No. I'd be up for that. I wish. Oh, me too. That's Ryan Day's next step. Santa Claus? Because, you know, he was full baby face, like, hi. And then he grew the beard in the off season, but shaved it for the mm. regular season. Now, now we're, we got the beard we all the time. to grow the beard because we thought that would help well turns out it hasn't so now what you have to do is just go full-on mr whiskers 
Just be like a an honorary member of ZZ Top. Yeah. I think what you need to do is go to any local brewery and say, hi, I'd like to meet the person here who makes all your hoppy beers. And then go, I'm going to go for that look. Whatever that guy's doing. Just a giant beard. Thanks for being part of our club of degenerates. And still the phenomenon remains unexplained. More Common Man and T-Bone Weekend is coming up. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destiny. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts, so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Go. You know what tomorrow is. <laughs> Wild Card Wednesday. Be sure to join us. It's also mm-hmm. Teddy Benzover Day going to the proctologist. Is that tomorrow. right? He's going to the proctologist? I didn't know that. Yep. That's... No, that's not the case. Well, you are going you, going to the doctor. Yeah, but that's not happening. <laughs> I mean, you're about that age, though, Teddy. I mean, you don't go well, get your prostate checked? No, because um, they have a different option. They have options on these things. You, you crap in a box, don't you? <laughs> that's what I did. <laughs> Well, I didn't do that. I didn't crap in a box. <laughs> you crapped in a box. No. What uh, did you do? Well, it's like a little container thing that you you do it, and then you put it in a box. I got it. And you then you it, ship it off. I got it. Okay. And I didn't know that. I didn't know they could get that from the poo. Is that so? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I didn't know that. They give you those options, and then it's well, that's colon it's good cancer. For, that's not prostate, though, right? No, that's for okay. I was going to say you got to check the prostate, figure yeah. out what's going on with that. Yeah, you know, if he needs to go to a proctologist, I know an ass man. <laughs> I'm talking you've got, to one. You've got the hat. I'm just saying, I, I know one. You've got Ten. the hat, Timmy. That's right. I mean, I told this story <laughs> last year when I went for my, you know, health check, prostate check. Got to do that. Got it in the family. And I'm there for the check. I'm 730 in the morning. We get this over very early. So it's all over with. And I look over the, I'm bent over the, 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 the desk there, the, the, whatever the table is you're at. And, uh, doc's getting ready to do the check. And I, Right as it's happening, I look out the window that has the blinds down so you can't see in, but I can see down. And the only way someone could see in is if they were on the ground looking up. And just at that moment, there was a someone working on some little sprinkler head thing in the ground by one of the plants who looked up at me and we made eye contact. And it was the longest just, eye contact I've ever had in my life. Just as you had hand in cracking. Just as this check was, I mean, this is for my health. This is important. I'm not denying it's important. But me and that man locked eyes for a moment, and then he quickly realized what he was looking at, and he turned away. You know, you're, and ran. you're telling this story from your side of it, obviously. I know, but this man, I know. First of all, you don't. This man may have killed himself. By I don't now. know what happened after that. You're right. I, like, no, maybe I hope it was he's okay. Every single time he closed his eyes after that moment, he just saw you bent over, looking at him, and he couldn't function anymore in life. His right. wife left him. He had to quit his job with the sprinkler company, and he's killed himself by now. Right. Like, I think I know what I look... You know how you think you know what you look like? Then you see yourself walking in a mirror and you're like, oh, God, that's what everybody's... Oh, no. It just ruined your day. Like, I I think in this moment, I probably had, you know, eyeballs that looked a little bit like, uh-oh, you know, like that. Like, that's the face I had. Or what if, what if when this guy looked at me, I was like, how's it going? Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, like, what if, what if I... That's the look Join I gave us. him. Right. I don't know what I gave him. I don't know what look I actually had. Maybe he didn't really work for the... 
sprinkler system. Why? I don't Maybe think he, he worked just, for he, a sprinkler system. He worked for the well, whatever for the building. Maybe or something. he just pretended. That's what he does every single morning. <laughs> I'm just a maintenance guy. How you doing? The sprinkler still broken. I made eye contact again. <laughs> maybe it's the opposite. I said maybe he saw you and yeah, then had and to was, kill himself. Maybe it was a great maybe moment for him. Maybe he closes his eyes and says, oh. Yeah. Now that guy is the real ass man. That could be. You're right. But well, he, was, he was getting the, the fronts. Well, he was the sprinkler man on that day. But you know what it's about. Yeah, he, it's right. It's a mental thing, Timmy. You're exactly right. He knows where yeah, he, he, he knows. He, may have known, he, he has to know what's going on in that office. He's not like, oh, it's just a doctor there. I have no idea what they do in that place. He knows. He's asked. How many shows are you going to ruin today, Timmy? You did Rothman and Ice earlier today. <laughs> That'd be four. You're, you're here with us. This one, two. You got Buckeye Warm Up. Sure. Three. Then the postgame show. Four. You could have some news in the postgame show. Did you hear what I was going to do? No. If the Buckeyes lose this game... I'm going to get off my couch. I'm going to dust off my credential. I'm going to go down to the shot, and I'm personally going to fire Chris Holtman. <laughs> You're going to do it in the I'm going to do it during the, me- press the post-game press conference oh. or in the media scrum. I'm going to introduce myself. Oh, man. I'm going to say, hi, I'm your worst nightmare from 97.1 The Fan. You're fired. Hmm. And That's- then I'll introduce my friend Vince McMahon and his French pimp mustache. He's gone sh- he now. He shaved it said. off? Is it gone? Who? Yeah, he shaved that off, right? Who, no, Vin- he, Vince did. Vince? He, he or still had it. I haven't seen Vince in a long time. I don't know what he's wearing now. I thought now. he shaved that off. When he was ringing the bell. No, no, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying the most recent, like, a picture or video that they had of him, I thought he had shaved that off. When's the next time you're going to see him? <laughs> Court? <laughs> Hell? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I hope he's burning in there at some point soon. Hope that's all over with. Um, Mike Vrabel. Former Buckeye, former uh, Titans coach. That's why I blanked on that. Yeah, former Tennessee Uh, Titans head coach. He interviewed for some jobs this offseason, but didn't get any of them. And there are some people who think he didn't get the jobs because he's just too large. So here is, uh, this is from Diana Rossini, who was on the Athletic Football Show, which is a podcast, talking about some interviews she did at the senior, Senior Bowl asking about this. She said, I don't think there was a fit for him, talking about Vrabel as a head coach at another team. I don't think he sat in front of any owner who thought that his style was going to work for what they were looking for. I had a GM at the Senior Bowl who mentioned to me Vrabel's physical build, that he's a very large human being Look at him. and can be very intimidating to people in an organization that are going to be a part of these decisions, and that is a factor. He's vascular. <laughs> now, I really would like to believe that the people who hire at NFL teams and really in pro sports, I would like to believe they don't walk in a room and go, oh my gosh, you played in the NFL. You're 6'5", 260. Well, I'm sorry. I was expecting a five foot seven hundred and forty pound man. I'm going to have to leave now because I'm intimidated by you physically. I would like to believe that no one would actually have that thought in their brain when they go to hire but I also know who runs teams, and the answer sometimes is dopes. So it's at least plausible that someone thought about this. Diana Rossini is saying a general manager of an NFL team said this to her. Do you think he tells the owners what he would do to win a Super Bowl in his interviews? <laughs> well, now that might be a factor. <laughs> into that story? If you haven't heard that, because he was on a podcast. I'll chop it off. He was asked if he would uh, chop off his uh, male anatomy, and he mm-hmm. said to win a Super Bowl, absolutely. If that's what it took. He would do it. Maybe he just made people uncomfortable because in the interview process, he said, I'll chop it off to get this job right now. 
And he pulled out like and a then pair of whipped it out. Well, I didn't. I didn't Swiss say that. Army knife. I was going to say he pulled out like a pair of giant scissors and was like, "Here we go." We're Started to ready. do uh, seventy-two hours or whatever that rock climbing movie was. Oh gosh, I forgot about that. The guy got his hand stuck and he had to. Ah, what what pocket knife? It's a movie. It's a real story about a guy who had been rock climbing. He fell and he got his hand stuck in a crevasse. Cut off his pocket knife. He couldn't get out. He would have starved and or he would have dehydrated. He would have died because he couldn't get out of there. So to get out, he his wiener wasn't stuck. No, no, his hand, his arm. Like at the forearm okay. was stuck in there, so he took whatever knife he had and and oh, did it to himself. My God, to get out of it to survive. It's a great story. It's a horrible thing, but it's a, yes, it's, it's a, a great story, of, story. Though it's a story of w- making lemons lemonade out of lemons. I guess is the way. To you know, when when hey. life throws you into a boulder. <laughs> You got to cut your arm off when you purposely travel to climb rocks and then have an accident. Sometimes you got to take matters into your own hands. Why do we? Why do we take stuff like that as some sort of badge of honor? No, it's like be thankful that you got out of it. Yes, yeah. It's like oh, see, it builds carry. Like no no one says that when you're like walking out of Auschwitz. It's like, hey, man, remember this though. No, that Holocaust. It's going to build character. It's a horrible thing that shouldn't have happened. Yes. So let's not celebrate this guy. Like look at him. Well, they. Yeah. He's a real man. No. no, he's an idiot for getting stuck on the mountain. Well, <laughs> both things can be true. Like, bad situation, he found a way out of it, but still. Yeah, he found a way out of it by cutting off his own hand. At least he didn't die. That's the argument. Is, I'd rather be it dead. It was more like the whole arm. Was it the whole arm? I don't know how high up it, it was. It was like elbow. Oh. Oh, ah, my God. Ah, oh, my God. Ah, you were walking around <laughs> yesterday. Timmy, all you could talk about was like, ooh, ass is still sore from the shot. Like all day. Can you, you imagine if Tim oh, no. chopped his arm off? No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. We, Timmy and I'd be dead. No, no, no. If Tim did it, or if you did it, but especially if Tim did it, it would be the only. You'd be like, "Hi, Tim. I see you have a prosthetic arm." Be like, "Well, sit down." Eight hour story. Man, being like, that would, guy's kid has to be a pain who, in the who ass. Wouldn't, who wouldn't Daddy, leave with that? I have a cough and a fever. I don't think I can go to school today. I chopped off my own arm. Suck it up, Buttercup. Rub some dirt on it. Oh, I can't because I don't have one to rub on. I cut it off with a spoon. I don't know what he used. Did he use a spoon? Men and Bone worked hard all week to bring you seconds of quality entertainment. We've stretched that into two hours. Stay tuned. The fa- Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. No purchase needs to be made to enter the contest. Burger King Royal Perks account is needed on the app. Mm. Submit okay. customized Whopper by Sunday, March 17th. Contest is open to U.S. resident, legal U.S. residents 18 years or older. Yeah. So they go. And you can have fun with a little AI. And All right. That's a grilled, maybe a teriyaki with a grilled pineapple. Oh, that's now that's a good combo of some sweet and sour. A little bit of that you saltiness, the, I guess. You can not get sour, the, the sweet of that pineapple charred on the flame broiled. I love that. There. Yeah, that's a good flavor. I think that's a very underrated flavor. 
the the pineapple chard with some kind of barbecue sauce or some kind of soy mm. sauce like that. Yeah, either a teriyaki or or it's miso, not teri- yeah. miso glaze or there you go that miso horny, all of that. <laughs> By the way, speaking of miso horny, okay. I did play Baby Got Back for the kid the other day. All right. Please don't call Child Protective Services. Look, she enjoyed it very it's much. It's a fun song. She enjoyed it very much. I mean, don't pay attention to the words. I mean, you're... she did pay attention to the words, and she was twerking the entire time, but we had a good time. She yeah. liked it. That's a funny song. It's very inappropriate, though. Yes, it's right. Don't tell your friends. I'll tell my friends on the radio. You don't <laughs> tell your friends. Yeah. Right. I mean, I, I can't help it that it's very odd that rap that was once considered controversial now sounds like just kind of like cheesy party music. Well, it is cheesy party well, music, man. Nobody's talking about killing cops or anything like that. No, We're just talking that, about juicy asses. I'm saying, but like, no, but there were parents just as out there. I know. Just as outraged about that as there were anything know. else. And I'm saying now you listen to it and, you know, again, music progresses and sounds different. Stuff that was edgy 30, 40 years ago now sounds, because you've heard it a million times, the edge is worn off of it. But at a time, that was like, whoa, hey, listen to this song, what they're talking about on the radio. But I, I played it for her because I, I, I was showing her that, like, yeah, when, when I was a kid, I used to like some stupid stuff. Right. Okay, so I played her that. I played her Yes and Yes Music Factory. Hmm? CNC Music Factory. Oh, God. Everybody no. dance now. That is make the you sweat. cheesiest joke I've ever heard in my life. So I, we, we did that one. We did uh, Can't Touch This. We did yeah. not see Hammer Rico, Rico, him, right. We did Rico Suave. I'm telling you, there. Uh, if you want to go ultra like goofball rap song from many years ago, you got to look up the uh, basketball song by Curtis Blow. That's one of my all time favorites. It's. I don't like, think I've heard it. Oh, you have. You've heard at least the first. Ted, you've heard basketball, right? Yes. The first opening, the opening sequence of that where it's just they're playing basketball. I don't know. It's like women it, singing. They're playing basketball. Oh, that was in that's, the Little Penny commercials. Yeah, they're playing. That's Curtis Blow. Yes, yes. And then, I, like, I know after the song. that, right. then he comes in as basketball is my favorite sport. I like the way they dribble up and down the court. It's like, it's so cheesy now. But at the time it was like, yeah, Curtis, you get it. That's great. It's still, it's still, it's for me. I love it. Were it's, you ever listening to something? Well, I was going to, who am I talking to? Probably everything. Where your mother walked in and ripped it. <laughs> Ripped the cassette right out of the poop box. Uh, no, because I didn't buy things. That that's, I, that's what I mean. You you had to go no, on the download and listen to all this there stuff. There were times... See, I didn't really listen to anything that was not Christian until I got my own car. So we're talking... I was like in high school, and I'm listening to this radio stations that played like rock music, like the Blitz. And back in the day, may it rest in peace, the Big Wazoo. I used to flip between those two, and I'd go from like hearing... Gaither vocal band when I was at home to hearing Godsmack, Limp Biscuit, all that stuff. It was just right out there, you know? Snow. Oh, I know you like snow. A little licky boom boom. <laughs> I had the cassette single of this. Did your mom come in and no, rip this out she, of the wasn't, she wasn't offended by this. Okay, well that's good. She did not so much like the uh CNC music factory. No? No. But not because of the lyrics, because she personally found the guy disgusting. <laughs> okay. Because he was on SNL, and he did it with his shirt off. Oh, dance around? Why do you have to do that? We This guy's full of himself. 
<laughs> she never took it away from me, but she didn't like the, the shirt off of the guy. If you're really that hot, you don't have anything to prove. She didn't say hot. She said that's something. What, that's what. See, that's a fun thing. From I think our parents grew up in a similar way in that thought process, which was, why do you have to use this language? Bob Hope didn't use this language. It's like, well, that's Bob Hope. Like, there's guys who do that, and then there's. I mean, I like guys who use a lot of language when I listen to comedy and stuff like that. I well, behind the scenes, Bob Hope was sure he did using some language. Oh man, have you ever seen the bloopers of like I'm talking? Uh, oh, it's a Wonderful Life. What's what, lead actor? Uh, Jimmy Stewart. You ever, like that era where it's Jimmy Stewart and all those other black and white movies at that time? Gary Cooper. They're just they're starting to do a scene and then they mess up and they're all. GD it mother effort and they're just like and and I've I've found that clip and showed it to my mom and she was like she almost passed out. She could not believe I, I have told that any story. of these people swore like that behind the scenes. It is in it is in the, the Walt Disney book. So you can go read it for yourself, read these stories. Walt Disney had a really tough time with his animators when they were making Snow White. And again, this is in the thirties, okay? Yeah. Had a really tough time with his animators because they would be distracted and during off times or during times when they should be working off hours, they would draw pornographic images of Snow White and leave them on their desks. Oh, no. And he'd he'd get so frustrated, he'd walk around and crumple them all up and throw them away only to find new ones there the next day. His animators could not stop making nude Porno, like with the dwarves and everything. No. That's. So all the golden years when everything was appropriate. No. We're all filthy, disgusting humans. We've always been that way. We'll always be that way. That's right. We're disgusting. Our ancestors were disgusting. Ancestors. Them too. Them too. A fan poll is sponsored by ER Auto Care. Masters of our craft. We ask dumb questions. You give dumb answers. Vote now at 971thefan.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. This is Man and Bone. <laughs> it is Wild Card Wednesday. Yeah. It is yeah. Get a new basketball coach Wednesday. <laughs> Jesus. So did you drive over there and fire him? I, wa- I wanted I to, it. man. I missed it. I, I wanted to. I was about to say I don't have any words, to, but I have plenty of words. Oh, I got words. I got three hours of words. Oh, my gosh. Some of the words I can't say on the radio because the government doesn't like that. No. But they start with F and end with U. <laughs> Wait. I know there's a you involved. You know what I mean. Okay. The second word is you. <laughs> I see. Gotcha. I was doing spelling there for a moment. It's wild card Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, obviously we're going to do a lot of wild card stuff, but I, I, I got to tell you, if you want to talk about a wild card, having your team go up 18 in the second half to a 
and not, I'm, a, I'm, I'm not calling any team in the Big Ten inferior to Ohio State at this point, but going down, getting up 18 to a team that is at worst your equal, right? Like they're, I mean, they're, they stink. They're not better this than you. This Indiana team stinks. Yeah. And this Maryland team that's coming out on Saturday, they stink. That's great. You need to beat these teams. There's no excuse. Yeah, but uh, we've we passed that point with this team, Mike. I feel like we're in a post-wins era with the Ohio State men's I'm, basketball I'm pa- team. I'm past every point right now. Well, I'm going to pass a stone. <laughs> Felt like I'm that. Watch right in Chris Holtman's face. Can I offer you a way to uh, soothe the pain of a Buckeye loss? And that is, I know what you did. Cold hard cash. I know baby. what you did. So here, I get a little blip on mm-hmm. the phone at halftime. Yep. Buckeyes, I, I just, what are what Buckeyes up at halftime? They were up, I think. 14, 16, 13 or 14, something like I think that. It, was it 11? Oh, yeah. It was like, I think it was it was like 40 something. It was like 41 to 29 or something double like that. Double digit halftime lead. Yeah. And this idiot, you, mm-hmm. sends me a text message and says, I took Indiana plus 900. I at sure the did. Half. I sure did. I didn't believe it and for I a said, second. Well, okay. Well, you lost the five bucks or 10 bucks you put on that. That's about all it was. Yeah. But I, well, but you, I, you didn't. No, I didn't. You know why? Because I'm watching that game last night saying, Hang on a second. Indiana is getting tons of good looks. So they're just, yes, but they're not making, they're not making theirs. And we were shockingly making ours. And I didn't believe that was going to last. I also thought this Indiana team will get the ball in the paint and score. And the Buckeyes will inevitably get in foul trouble. And this will become a free throw contest. And eventually that's probably not going to work out in our favor. Now I didn't see them hitting some big threes like they did. But I, I looked at that and said, I don't trust this team at all. And then I even got, you know, down 18. I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm probably going to lose this bet, but whatever. I When they got down 18, I thought, there's no way Indiana's coming back now. But I just I, I just looked at the phone, looked at my little bet app, and it's saying, oh, you want to cash out for $6, $7, $10, $20? Please! Let it ride, baby. It started, it started screaming at me. No, like the the betting app, the AI in the betting app started realizing what it's like to be a Buckeye basketball fan, and we broke it. It broke it in high. Imagine if you had real money. Oh, I know. Imagine if you put a hundred thousand dollars on that. Well, I wouldn't put a hundred. You would if you're what? rich. <laughs> Mattress Mac is doing it. Imagine if you had a Rolls Royce to drive to work every day. It's like, yeah, but I I wouldn't drive to work every yeah, day if I had a Rolls Royce because I wouldn't need to because I'd have that much money. That's not true. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe people work and drive yeah, Rolls Royce. Work? I don't know. What are you talking about? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just saying if I... Anyway, point is, this game broke the AI on the gambling right, app because it was panicking. Point. I got a lot of rapid fire stuff going through my brain right now. Okay. And a, and a good radio host would have written everything down and it would have come out very eloquently. None of that is going to happen today. So these are just random farts from my brain random, after watching random the game brain last farts. night. Random yes. brain farts. Here's okay. uh, brain fart number one. If Jack Collinsworth ever comes back to Columbus, we put him in jail. Oh, I, I can't dude. listen to him anymore. What? What? I hate him. Is NBC doing? I, I, I'll tell having you a doing. guy who has no play-by-play he's experience just at sleepy. all. And it's not even that. It's not even the fact that he's someone's kid. Because welcome to broadcasting. It's littered with people's kids. Yeah. You know uh, what's his name? Eagle. No, no Eagle. Eagle. You know he's Iron Eagle's kid, and I think he's a little. You know. He's just doing little, too much for his age. He's, he's a little too straight laced for However, me. Yeah, you know why he got that job. He's all that like stuff. the god of broadcasting. 
Oh, compared to Jack Collinsworth. No kidding. And the way that the Peacock mixes the game. Look, I understand the crowd is quiet, but there are microphones that you can strategically place around there to make sure that the television broadcast is good. I wanted to take a nap. Oh, yeah. What a terrible broadcast. All right, terrible broadcast. broadcast. Uh, Number two, 18-point lead. This is the second time this season this Buckeye team has blown an 18-point second-half lead. Mm-hmm. That sh- that should be maybe once every couple years you're a head coach and you use that as a warning to your team. Hey, remember that time five years ago when I blew an 18-point lead? Don't let it happen to you. Instead, it's remember that time three weeks ago when I blew an 18-point lead? Yeah. Happens all the time here. Want to know why? Because Chris Holt- Holtman has no idea how to coach when things get tough. Did you see the huddles during timeouts? Mm-hmm. As Indiana's coming back, they're tying the game, they take the lead, Chris Holtman's talking to his team, they're all sitting around. There is nobody that had a look in their on their face, in their eyes, that said, we got this, coach. Right. We, we got, we're going to go out there, we're going to take care of business. That's fine, they're hitting some shots right now, they're getting lucky. We got this. Instead, they're all just staring out into space. They're dead inside. And their coach is trying in vain to motivate them. But they know it's all white noise at this point because they're buying into their own narrative. They know they're going to lose this game. They know that they've choked this game away. They're just waiting for it to happen. And that is bad coaching. That's bad coaching on game day. That's bad coaching in practice. That's bad coaching in film session. That is bad coaching. Well, on top of all of that, and I think the whole man (laughs) understands that it's not long for his time here at Ohio State. Did you listen to that press conference? It was seven minutes long. Six minutes of it were questions. Yeah. Because everything was a two-word, terse answer. Like, how dare you ask me these tough questions? Well, I, I don't know if it was that or if it was just, uh, what do you want me to say? Like, I, what else am I going to say? There's, I, I'm sure he was as ticked off as anyone because he thought, like a lot of coaches I'm sure do in this situation, all I've been hearing about is how terrible my team is, how bad of a coach I am, all this other stuff. And you prove us right. Well, well, but like in the moment of the game, he's probably thinking, you know, everybody's been talking. Well, now look at this. And Indiana's not what they once were, but they're a Big Ten team. They came in here and we played like we're capable of for a half. Look what we can do when we actually do that. If I get these guys playing this way all the time, man, we're going to be better than we've been. I don't know if we're going to win anything, but we're going to be better than we've been. We can shut some people up today, and this is the first step towards that. All we got to do is see out the eight-point lead, and then you don't even get that. You don't even get to that point where then he probably walks into that press conference going, I didn't even get the moment I thought I was going to get. Step one of step a million trying to bring back some credibility to this program couldn't even get that because of the defensive lapses, terrible offense, stagnant offense, no ideas, no passes that make any sense in this offense. But I'll tell you this, Mike. Indiana was bad, awful too. I mean, this was a they disgusting basketball you didn't game lose to, to Purdue? watch. No, you didn't watch like Ohio State play out of their minds, and then a Purdue team, like you said, just have an oh, off well, night. The, the better you, team woke up in the second half. No, and, no, there was none of no, that. No, no, no. This was two awful basketball teams playing separate awful halves, and it just so happened the Buckeyes' second half was a little bit more awful than the Hoosiers' first half. That's basically all it was. But if you watch that game back and you go check me, tell me if I'm wrong. Indiana had a lot of looks where they were open and couldn't make them. And then the Buckeyes had a lot of chances where they should have finished and didn't. 
They had stupid mistakes and all that, but they still got out to an early lead because of the fact Indiana just could not finish. And it wasn't because the Buckeyes were just playing great defense and swatting everything away. No, it was because Indiana was just inept on offense. Their offense is not much better designed than what you got rolling out here with the Holt man. But then at the end of that game, you had a couple guys for their team that took over and said, every time down the court, I'm getting a bucket. I am finding a way. You cannot stop this. It will not happen. I'm not losing this game. When have you seen Ohio State have players do that in the last couple years, for the most part, after December of any of the last two years? You haven't seen it, except for, I guess, in the Big Ten tourney last year when Roddy showed up for a little bit, had some moments. But really, we don't have that on this team. You don't have someone who says, I'm just not going to lose tonight. It's not going to happen. So, and whose fault is that? That's on the guy who makes those selections. I mean, that's it's not one of those things. Well, I just I let my general manager go out there and find the talent, and I'm responsible for coaching them. No, this entire program is organized and designed by you. All you've talked about the last two years is how young this team has been. Well, whose fault is that? Look, in the past, maybe you can make that excuse, where it's well, we had all our guys leave for the league and. Got a down year. We got a young recruiting class coming in. Next year's really our target year. There's this thing called the portal now. You can pretty much go out there and reshape your roster however you like. If you want a veteran team, congratulations. There's lots of talent out there. There's 50-year seniors. There's people like Seth Towns just waving at you. Yeah. Okay, you, you can make this the most veteran team in the world if you wanted to. Chris Holtman said, no. This is my roster. These are my guys. And what does he do? He makes excuses for it. This is your design. Yeah. And your design is not working. More Common Man and T-Bone Weekend is coming up after the break. Don't leave. I can see you. There's nothing better than this anyway. That's clearly a lie. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Bill O'Brien is officially taking the Boston College job, which we have discussed before that it was rumored to be happening, and now it is happening. So Ryan Day goes out, gets himself another offensive coordinator, this one that he trusts enough to sort of handle the offense run plays. He's been a head coach. He's been a coordinator. He's been in the league. He's been everywhere. He's got a butt chin. Now he's gone. Right. So we all, very quickly. We all said when that happened at the time, we're like, wow, that is, I mean, th- this has been the rumbling for the last you know week or so yeah. plus after Jeff Halfley decided to go to the NFL, then you think, all right, well, if there's a head coaching job, he is an assistant coach here, a coordinator here, and it's closer to home. He's got all the issues where I know his uh, one of his children has medical issues, all those things, and has had treatment in that area. He is from that area. Makes total sense that he would want to take this job, be closer to family, all that. I get it. I don't besmirch him at all. It just stinks when you hire no, someone it, and think you got a plan. I, I, I get it. I get. I get it from his standpoint. I also understand why Ryan Day would like to rip off his testicles and feed it to him. I understand how he would be let down by this sure. situation. So, uh, Bill O'Brien goes, and Chip Kelly, Chip, Chip, head coach over at UCLA. Yes, he is still there. I actually asked on this show the other day, is Chip Kel- Kelly still the head coach at UCLA? Because I see him interviewing for offensive coordinator jobs in the league. I get why a guy like Jeff Halfley would do that 
at Boston College. I don't necessarily understand why a guy like Chip Kelly would do that. And now it appears that Chip Kelly, he's he's informed his team that he's leaving. That is not that's been confirmed. That's been reported that, that right. he's told UCLA he UCLA is leaving. UCLA has said that. For another job. UCLA has announced that, that Chip Kelly is leaving. It is believed that other job is now to take over for Bill O'Brien and be the co-offensive coordinator here at Ohio State, <laughs> which is just a roller coaster. We're going to get into the nuts and bolts of that and the relationship that, that he has with Ryan Day and other members on this Buckeye coaching staff. But I cannot think of another time and maybe you can, please fill me in, because I am I was talking to Paul Keels back there. He, too, could not remember a situation quite like this, where you had a Power 5 head coach leave, not for another head coaching job, we've seen that plenty, but to be a coordinator at another Power 5 school. He has not been. He was not fired by UCLA. No. You can say, well, the writing was on the wall. They didn't fire him. Maybe there was a discussion behind the scenes, that something had to be done this offseason and, you know, we don't want to pay the buyout. or what we, I don't know. I there, have no idea. Well, right. I mean, there, there's a lot to unpack from this. But one of the things that seems to be at least part of the reason that Chip Kelly wanted out, there was a story in the Seattle Times uh, from just uh, just yesterday talking about, like, why is he exploring all of this? And part of it is because UCLA there is, I think, an eight or eight and a half million dollar buyout if they had fired him after this season. They didn't want to pay that to get rid of him. So what they, it sounds like, have kind of done is said, you don't want to be here, it sounds like. We don't really want you here. But, you know, and the fans, if you're not paying attention to college football, the UCLA fans have wanted Chip Kelly fired for the last two years. The, the program has fallen off, not anywhere close to where it should be as a head coach. That's on him. There were rumblings that he was going to get fired during the season this year. Yes, and, right. And they won some games and sort of turned it around, and that never wound up happening. So, I mean, I don't think it's unfair to speculate or believe that he basically may have said to them, hey, listen, uh, you don't have to do that. I'm not, let's not do that. I won't be here next year. I will do everything in my power, you know, to find another job. I really don't want to do this anymore. I wonder if that's why he didn't get fired. Because I know UCLA is not as big of a program as it used to be as far as a college football, you know, power, but they're joining the Big Ten. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't know how eight and a half million, if you don't like the guy, that's not a bad buyout. It's not like what we used to talk about Kirk Ferentz's buyout being 20 plus million dollars. No. And in the world of Jimbo Fisher's buyout, it's like pennies on the dollar. I'm just saying, I'm surprised, unless there was some kind of discussion where Chip said, don't worry, if I can't find another job, I'll resign. You know, I'm not going to do this next year. You won't have to pay that buyout. I'll just leave. But this is, this is a guy taking a hit from, I think he's making around 5 or $6 million a year to coach UCLA to whatever he's going to get paid here is going to be handsome for a coordinator. It ain't going to be close to that. It ain't going to be half of that, I would guess. No, well, it may be half. I mean, I'm thinking there's there's a des- there's a desperation fee that I'm sure Ryan Day had to pay. Well, I wonder... I. That's what I wonder is how desperate was all this anyway, right? Like, I wonder if the Bill O'Brien hire was out there and they, Ryan Day looked at him and said, that's the guy I want. I'm going to, I'm going to hire Bill O'Brien. And maybe Bill O'Brien tells him like, Hey, just so you know, if anything happens with Boston, BC, that's the only job I'd ever look at to leave here. And and then he goes, all right, well, if that's the case, maybe his wheels start turning and he already had thought. Chip doesn't seem to want to be, I don't know, man. I don't I'm, know. I don't know how desperate this all is, but man, it has played it's out. It's wild. It has worked out perfectly, I would say. 
Do you feel bad about this? No, I don't. No, my head is spinning about this. Oh, my head you feels know that, very securely screwed on. And I'll tell you this. I, don't, I think this might be a better hire than Bill O'Brien. I'm not saying that it's not. But, I mean, two days ago, it's National Signing Day. Yeah. And Chip Kelly is the head coach at UCLA, presumably in charge of National Signing Day. Of course. And all that entails with that. Ryan Day is sitting at a podium answering questions about Bill O'Brien saying, well, he's here today. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what tomorrow is, but he's here today. This is just nuts. It's because we live in this world now, right or wrong, where you almost feel like you have to fire a head coach or leave a position before the regular season even ends because of the early recruiting that we have, right? And now here we are in February, and it seems like the season ended nine years ago. Well, and you're trying to figure out head coaches and staffs. And now there's the rumor that, P.J. Fleck could go <laughs> and take the UCLA job. So another Big Ten team is going to be looking for someone. P.J. Fleck and the Flecktones could be taking a West Coast swing here soon. All I, I'll, Again, here's the narrative I want to believe as a fan, right? Because the question certainly is, why would Chip Kelly leave? Even though, like we said, UCLA and him, it seems like the end is near anyway. All this stuff. I saw a reporter, I forget who it was, saying, here's the math on Chip Kelly. Next year, he has to know his buyout is less. And, you know, if he, this, this signing class they just did was not very good. He has to know next year he's probably going to get fired anyway. So why not get out now? And the, I'm not saying that's wrong. My, There's my, a lot of coaches that are in that position. My answer to that would be yes, but he is, he would be getting paid UCLA head coaching salary next year. There's a buyout attached to all of this if you fire him. Yeah, your math is wrong when you're not thinking about the fact that this man is leaving five, six million dollars potentially on the table to come do this. What I want to believe as a fan is Chip Kelly said, I can't pass up the allure of Ohio State, no matter what it is. Well, perhaps, you know, we talk about this all the time. Like, why are these guys so desperate to just keep doing this? Maybe Chip Kelly is just, he just loves to coach. He looked at his bank account and said, oh, I got $50 million in here. Right. Okay. Well, well, then why would I stay here in this dead-end opportunity when I actually have a guy that I could go work with who I've, I've, I've coached as a player because they were together at New Hampshire. They've coached at four different stops. Yeah. Ryan Day and Chip Kelly. There's a relationship with Justin Fry, too, where he coached with Chip Kelly for a long time. Sure. And maybe he said, look, I don't know when another situation like this is going to open up. I, I didn't get it or I didn't take it. Maybe he was the first one that Ryan Day approached. Maybe Ryan Day went to Chip Kelly when he realized he needed a new offensive brain and said, you're the guy I trust. And maybe for whatever reason at that time, Chip was not ready to divorce himself from being a head coach at UCLA. To your point, this may have worked out better. I'm <laughs> not that I, again, I defended the Bill O'Brien hire when so, some people so were so I. down on that. I thought you're just having him coordinate your offense. If we're talking about just coordinating an offense in the, in the last 10 years, 20 years of college football, have there been five better offensive coordinators in college football, better run college offenses than Chip Kelly designed offenses in his prime at his top? I'm saying now, if he's not, he seems to suffer from a similar thing that Ryan Day has suffered from a little bit, which is when he becomes the head guy, he gets a little bit out of whack, right? Ever since he well, went you're to the also NFL. not recruiting the same type of talent at UCLA that you have at Ohio true, State. True enough. But I'm saying like when he was at Oregon, that was, that was pretty good offense. Those are pretty good teams. Now I think he's to a point where maybe he's realized, I don't want to do all the management of this stuff. I don't want to have to sit in on defensive meetings and 
be out on the road all the time recruiting. I want to help develop quarterbacks and call some kick-ass plays that result in 70-point score lines. And I think I've got a great chance to do that at Ohio State with some people I know very well. I And make a few million dollars a year doing it while he's at it. That's not a bad gig, you know? That's It is a little bit like getting kicked down from starter to backup as far as quarterback. I mean, if you were a starting quarterback and you get kicked down there, you lose money, but you're still in the NFL and you're still doing your thing. Men and Bone request that you stick around because the show isn't over yet. More stupidity awaits you on the other side of the break. The fan. Hey, Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. Breaking news there. Chad Johnson, a.k.a. Ocho Crapo, who is on the uh, Shannon Sharp show. Well, uh, is that? That's not Club Shay Shay. What is that one called? That he does. I don't know, but it's Wait, endlessly entertaining. He, he and Shannon Sharp do a podcast. Yes, it's endlessly entertaining. Yes. Uh, he said, if the Chiefs lose, I'll divorce my wife and no more sex for the rest of the year. That's how confident I am. Yeah. <laughs> he also said, if the, uh, well, if the just, Chiefs lose, I won't eat McDonald's anymore. Okay. First of all, these are all these are all fine things to say. He is he is being an entertainer here. There's no way he is actually divorcing his wife and not having sex for a year if his football prediction is wrong. This is his this is him just being a goofball and saying stuff. And he is entertaining. Oh, I find man. him very when he played, I found him obnoxious. No, now I find him entertaining. He's hilarious, man. Him and Shannon Sharp together are a, a great show. duo. They do a good job, but a good show. Yeah, you know, I don't I don't Whatever, man. Say what you got to say. You th- so he thinks the Chiefs are going to beat the Niners. Is that what he's saying? He's so convinced he's going to divorce his okay. wife and give up sex. I'm just making sure I had the teams right. I couldn't remember which way he's... I was more focused on him giving up sex for a year. Yes, but he said Chiefs are going to win. Also, Take his, to the bank. was this a way of him saying that his wife would leave him if there was no sex involved? Because I got to tell you, if I think you or I told our wives, hey, no sex for a year, they'd be like, oh, They'd good, have a I've, party. I've never loved you more. Thank God. Mm-hmm. I'll have to see you anymore for a while. Common Man and T-Bone Weekend. All right, it's National Pizza Day today. So I want to do pizza. I also want to talk about Hillbilly football. Let's do that, and then we'll talk about the pie. Okay. The SEC has announced they're going to distribute about $51.3 million per member school for the 2022-2023 fiscal year. Last year, it was $49.9 million. So about a million and a half raise there. For comparison purposes, full share Big Ten members for that same fiscal year got $58.8 million. Oh, wow. That's full share members now. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, look, the money's going to continue to grow in college football. It's not a surprise. This is why you've seen constant realignment. This is why everybody's moving around. This, this is not surprising to me that there is a ton of cash going around. And as long as that's the case you will see schools angling to try to get as big of a piece of that pie as possible. It is Tool of the Week Friday, so tweet us at manandbone971. Text us, 614-787-3093. You can also text us your pizza stuff. I got a lot of pizza stuff coming on the burner. I've, I've got, we, we'll go ahead with one of yours, and then I've got one, too. A lot of Tommy's, a lot of votes for Tommy's. A uh, couple votes here for Tarita's Pizza, which I've been to, Cleveland Avenue, south of Morse Road. I've never been or heard of. I've never been to or heard of Toritos. It is very good. It is, you know, thin crust, cut into squares. They use really good ingredients. Okay. I've had it a couple times. It's very good. John said the Toritos pizza, pepperoni. He said pepperoni's good. The homemade Italian sausage is awesome, awesome, awesome. And then he said banana. And I don't know what that, I don't know why I said banana. Maybe banana banana meaning great, 
Like the place okay. is bananas? Yeah, it could be. Right. Like uh, Guy Fieri. Maybe that's the case. I also have this from uh, David who says, Angelo's Pizza in Lakewood. The seafood pizza. I know it sounds gross, but it's amazing. So I went and looked this place up. Uh, I have not been there, clearly. Yeah. It's in a, Lakewood. Yeah. Um, but here's here's what this pizza is on their website. Seafood pizza is lobster cream sauce, provolone, shrimp, crab meat, and spinach. Uh, it looks like a large is thirty dollars, a medium's twenty six dollars. I would actually probably enjoy that. I, I like a I like a like a shrimp pizza. I've never had like any, a garlic shrimp or like a pesto shrimp. I'm trying to. Th- I mean, I, I'm not a big anchovies guy. I don't think I've ever had any type of seafood on my pizzas. I'm I'm trying I don't think I've ever done that. So I forget where I was. I once had a pizza with a huge pile of fried calamari on top. Oh, well that and it was sounds surprisingly like you would delicious. Probably enjoy that. I know you I did like, enjoy it. I know you like the calamari. And there was some sort of aioli that they did on there too. Delicious. Um I also have this. I can confirm this one. John says Buckeye Pizzeria in Marysville, simple pepperoni and sausage pizza. Their cheesy garlic bread is also awesome. So if you're not familiar, Marysville has uh, Benny's Pizza, mm-hmm. which is, if you've heard of it, it, just know this. Benny's Pizza is so popular in Marysville, they have a separate building where you go to get the takeout pizza versus if you're going to sit in the restaurant. The restaurant is over on one side of the parking lot. Then all the way on the other side, they have a giant building, almost as big. And all they're doing is pumping out pizzas because people are ordering them. And, and that's two separate places. That place, I believe... The Buckeye Pizzeria family that owns that, there was some connection back in the day to Benny's. And I don't know what happened there. I don't know if there was a split or what. But Buckeye Pizzeria, that too. Buckeye Pizzeria, Marysville, very good, along with Benny's. I like both. But if you if you ever go up to Marysville and you're looking to try some pizza, the two spots right there you got to do. Blaze is talking about Hound, Dog, Hound Dog's Pizza on High. Oh, I love Hound He Dog's says man. Hawaiian with Smoke and Joe's Crust or Tomato Basil with Feta and Smoke and Joe's Crust. If you like garlic crust, Smoke and Joe's is a must. Mm. And yeah. I, I agree. I do like the Smoke and Joe's. It's delicious. Well, that's, they do a good thin crust pizza there, too. That's the thing about... Because I'm more of a fan of the, the Cracker Thin style, the Columbus Tavern style. I, I like that stuff. But the thing you miss with that often is you can't get the nice... You can't get all the extras on the crust. Like if you get a big thick crust on the outside, then you've got things you can just lather it's that a different in. Type of that's why I love pizza. Yeah, right. There are so many different crusts and styles and toppings. Like you talked about the seafood thing. Sure. There is no way if you have that seafood pizza, if that's your bag, if you like that type of flavor, that the next day if somebody gives you a slice of pepperoni, you'd say, "Oh, I'm sorry, I had pizza yesterday." No, you had a completely different thing yesterday. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that would be like saying, sorry, I, I can't have, I don't know, an English muffin today. I had a bagel yesterday. It's like, those are two different things. Like, they're they're bread. They're made of bread, but they have different ways they're prepared. They're everything. Uh, Bob says, my wife also says that pizza once means we can't have it for at least seven more days oh, after. No. Oh, no. Even though I would enjoy eating it every day. Divorcer. <laughs> you got to talk about that he before He also you get says, married. for my pizza order, every now and then I like to get the Alfredo sauce instead of marinara and top it with bacon, jalapenos, and extra cheese. Then as for it, well done, and dip it in garlic oh, butter. That's yes. delicious. And you know what? That's another thing I want to talk about. Yeah. I feel like most places don't cook their pizzas the way they should be cooked. You should be ordering your pizzas with a hard bake or say, well done, or extra crispy. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of a little char. Okay. Well, I mean, if that's what you like, but you I'm, don't like that. Well, oh, 
okay. You know what I mean? Like, I'm saying some people don't like that. But you should try it, though. Well, yes, yes, of course. You should try it to see if you like it better. Yeah. I do think that is an underrated aspect because the char on on the cheese is good, but... Yeah, I mean it's just it's it's personal preference. I know people that they get a little char on the cheese and they're like, "Oh no, it's burned." And, no, and for me that's no, no. that's that's where I want it, but not everybody likes that. Uh favorite pizza place and to go order is Flyers Pizza, original crust, pepperoni, mushroom, bacon, jalapeno, then I will add tapatio hot sauce Ooh. on it. That now, sounds delicious. Full disclosure, the uh Flyers people did send us, I guess we mentioned them on the air the other day. They sent us some uh, some coupons for you and me because you had said you've not tried flyers, so they sent coupons for you to go try the flyers. So I'm curious to hear what you think of it when you get to finally do it. But I will tell you about one of my places that I I go to quite a bit by my house, George's Pizza. It's on Dublin Road. It's Shawnee Hills, but it's technically a Powell address. I think just type in George's Pizza Dublin Road. They are good people there. They make very good pizza. It is thin crust, but it's not cracker crust. It is crispy, but still has some chew to it. Mm. Um, I love the pepperoni amore pizza, which is extra pep, extra cheese. They use a high-quality cheese, mozzarella provolone blend. They use the delicious cup and char pepperoni. They usually put a very good bake on the pizza, too, where I don't even have to ask for it well done. Yeah. So go see my guys key. over there. I've had that because on your recommendation and can confirm. I mean, it is delicious pizza. They do a good job over there. I like I it. I want to do this all day. I want some pizza. And I want some delivery. Teddy, we please go out and get us some pizza. Thank you. <laughs> I, yeah, Ted, just scream into your Alexa or whatever's on your device. Just scream pizza near me. Whatever it pulls up, just hit order and then order like three pies. I don't care. You pick. Uh, I'm getting a lot of texts about Marion's Pizza in Dayton. Yes. If you have ever met anybody from Dayton, mm-hmm. they will tell you that Marion's Pizza is the greatest pizza in the world. And I'm not here to say that it's not, because that's the beauty part about pizza, is that it's subjective. You, you, it's subjective, and you grow up with a certain taste. To, to you, that is the ultimate pizza taste. I have had Marion's in Dayton several times, and it's very good pizza. I enjoy it. But I have seen people go in there and almost have a religious experience when well, they eat it. For example, if people are saying, well, what makes that better or worse? Why would someone not like it? If you like toppings, that is more of a thing that, especially around like central Ohio, but Marion's does this too. If you order like a deluxe pizza, you're not going to see a lot of cheese. No, it's going to be be covered in topping heavy. Right. And I mean, I grew up here where the marketing for one of the most popular pizza chains in all of Ohio and now going across the country is Donato's. Edge to edge toppings was like all I ever heard as a kid. Edge to edge was the buzzword. So, I mean, I grew up with like, yeah, let's get some toppings on there. Let's cover this pizza. But if you didn't grow up with that, may not be your favorite thing. And still the phenomenon remains unexplained. More Common Man and T-Bone Weekend is coming up. The Fan, Ohio Sports Destination. We did the math. Common Man has hosted over 5,000 shows on the van. Three of them have been halfway decent. Here's Man and Bone. This ain't one of them. No. I mean, it's not even a discussion, right, Teddy? No. Not no. even in the... Yeah, not even close. Not no. even in the wheelhouse. Terrible. Timmy and I just spent the last commercial break talking about breaking your arm in half and extricating yourself from a rock formation. Like the dude in 120-something hours, whatever it was. I'd rather be dead. I know. I know. This this uh, desire to survive 
Yeah. That some people have. I mean, God bless them. That's how the species is going to continue. I'm not there. Like, if Yellowstone erupts in my lifetime, I know where we are geographically. We're not going to be impacted by the blast. But there's going to be ash in the sky. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like volcanic winter. It's going to be terrible. Society's going to break down. I If it does explode, I want to be standing next to it. <laughs> you want to be launched into the stratosphere. Yeah, I don't want to deal like, with the fallout. Yeah, I want right. to be dead. Yeah. If I was my arm was trapped in a rock and I knew help was not coming and the only way I could get off of this mountain was oh. to chop off my own arm. I'm back with you now. Okay. What? Nothing. Go ahead. I would take that rusty knife and I wouldn't chop my arm off. I would stab myself in the heart. And that would be the end of it. You would give up. I yes, I would give up. <laughs> And you know what? I'm sure Liver King would live on and his ancestors would live on and they would repopulate the earth if there was a zombie apocalypse. I would lay down in front of the zombie and say, please take me. I'm going to say something. Liver King, those are all uh, those are all vanity muscles. They don't work. They just they're, they're just for looks. They don't. They okay, don't do anything. You know what I mean? Man. I know what you mean, though. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't understand I, the mental toughness it takes to survive in a situation like that i have no idea and then there are people who think they're going to survive but they're even dumber than me it's like hey man i got a bunker full of gold and it's like great man if the zombies come or the aliens come you know that gold's going to be worth nothing yeah we assign value to gold but when society breaks down you've just got a bunch of heavy crap that you can't move and nobody else wants yeah now if you have a a, like a bunker full of ammo maybe that would then maybe you're going to work out well, until, but the gold's not going to do anything for you. Then tell someone who's like, "Hey, I've got a, I've got a sandwich. Though, are you hungry? Want to come out of your bunker?" And then they kill you, and then they get your. I'm just saying, you have all the gold bars and all that stuff. I think if the zombie apocalypse or anything like that happens, what's going to occur is you're going to want to be able to get around. You want to run. You want to get out of there. The things that survived when the asteroid hit and killed off all the giant meat-eating dinosaurs. You know what they were? The little tiny dinosaurs that could fly around. The birds. That's right. That's what survived. And Mike, they could if, get away. If, if you turned into a zombie, would you care that much about somebody finishing the job? Like, they make a big deal about that in The Walking Dead. Like, if you turn, someone's got to, you know, put the bullet in me so I can, oh, my so soul can rest on my body. But you don't know if you're a zombie. You're just walking around eating some other people. Maybe it's fun. It could be fun. Sure. You get to taste human flesh like nice. you always wanted to. Yes. There you go. Yeah. I mean, at some point, that's the whole point of those movies. It's inevitable. It's just going to happen. Everyone's going right. to eventually succumb. It's how so long I, can in you the last? first five minutes of the movie, I would just give up, and that would be it. You'd be no your, running for my life. You just go that. find the hottest zombie and be like, "Bite me in the neck." That's right. Yeah. yeah. Come for the obesity. Stay for the anger. This is Common Man and T Bone. No more anger. All right, none of that. No more anger? It's Wild Card Wednesday. Nope. Not today. Just happy fun time. Mm. What do you got? Oh, yeah, this is my time to do that. Uh, Let's see. I have got for you Dr. Abby, who says, pizza aside, what's your favorite place to eat leftovers from? Or a place you always order extra so that you don't have, or so that you have leftovers? Chinese. Like they warm up better than or as good as the first time. Mine is roosters. She she said roosters. So you said Chinese I'm not a big fan of warming up chicken. Like fried chicken, breaded chicken. No? No. Chinese food to me is the best warmed up. Hmm. 
I mean, I was trying to think of a specific restaurant, not an entire genre. Okay, uh, Hunan Lion before it burned down. <laughs> yeah, How about I that? know that. Okay, I'm just saying she's talking about roosters. I wonder if she's talking about the wings or something else. Because I'm with you, I don't typically like to heat up the wings. I don't think they they do as well. But maybe there's other things there. She also, likes to get. I'm I'm sort of a fat guy. Things don't get left. Well, yeah, I like mean, I, I, I eat it. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, pizza, I'll keep. Because I order way too much, and then I specifically want it for the right. next day. But well, like that's wings what she's, and stuff? That's what she's talking about. She said, no, what's a place like, you order more so you'll have chicken. leftovers? Okay, well, that's Chinese. Hers. Chinese is... By the way, does Chinese not do fried chicken? Am I wrong? They not deep fried chicken, put it in sauce, put rice over it? I don't know that. Okay. I don't I'm get just, that. Okay. I'm just saying, you said that so dismissively. I'm saying they have non-fried chicken things at Roosters, just like they have non-fried chicken things at Chinese food. Stupid question, Abby. Oh, my God. Dr. Abby, I just want to let you know, I think you're brilliant. And I'm sorry, and I think it's a great question. I don't think you're a real doctor. Oh, wow. There we go. All right. Well, I I think she's going to call you and call you stupid, Abby. All right, that's fine. Whatever. Uh, Emma Watson's bottom half says, Wild Card Wednesday must be nice alert. He sends a picture with this of a stunning poolside view. Says, greetings from Turks and Caicos. The boss, my wife, turns 50 this week, and we're celebrating. Anyone ever been to the Caribbean? If so, where? If not, where would you like to go? I'm more of a Cabo guy, but doing all right here. I would say so. The picture looks great. With this uh, St. Martin, is that considered the Caribbean? I I don't know where the Caribbean ends and the Atlantic begins, but I'm going to say yes, that's the Caribbean. All right, I, I, I went to St. Martin. It was okay. fine. Where is Turks and Caicos? Is that Bahamas area? I have no idea where I, it is. I don't know. I'm looking it up. I've been to uh, I've been to the Dominican Republic. Which is smack in the middle of the Caribbean, is it not? Hispaniola. Let me tell you. That was the place where people talk about, like, oh, you go to this beach in Florida, the water's crystal clear. It's like, you get there, it's like, it's nicer, it's clearer. I'm telling you right now, when I went to the Dominican, they have a place off of the Dominican, I believe called Catalina Island, which I know there's a place off California called that too, not the same thing. Where we went, they took us out on a boat. It was like a half-hour ride. We get out there. Then they had a nice resort out there, and we snorkeled around. I'm telling you, that was like being in a pool. I mean, I have never seen water that clear. And it was the sugar sand, white beaches, all that stuff. It was mm, nice. Sounds good. Turks and Caicos, by the way, is uh, actually just a little bit north of Dominican Republic. But it is kind of at the southern tip of all those Islands that I would say constitute parts of the Bahamas, but it's like way down the list there. So, well, have a good time, Emma Watson's bottom half, and give our best to your wife. Happy birthday to her! Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see what else. I've got a bunch of these here. Uh, Meat Sweat says, My athletic supporters. Uh, let's see. Since man loves the name and with Bones travel experiences, I was wondering, are the employees at Come and Go in New Jersey called Come and Go Pumpers? Because well, hey, they have to pump the fuel in New Jersey. It's a law. You can't. Oh, that's right. Pump your that, they own. still you can't, have that. They still have that it in New is Jersey. Stupid. He said, "Have you ever been pumped?" They don't. By the way, they don't have come and goes in New Jersey. I hate to break this to you. That's not the footprint. It's it's west of here is come and go. Um, and so he asked a bunch of questions about getting pumped at a come and go, and I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> what I'm going to say is I have had my gas pumped plenty of times, and it is the most awkward thing when I go to New Jersey. Because I am used to getting out of the car when I pull up to a gas pump. Yeah, that's because that's what you should do. Right. But imagine if you went to like a drive-thru line 
and to order your food or to like to pay, you just got out and stepped out of the car and handed your th- stuff to the window. They'd be like, whoa, what are you doing? That's the reaction you get when you step out at a gas pump in New Jersey because no one gets out of their car who lives there. They know the drill. I get out like an idiot and start reaching for the pump. And they're like, oh, excuse me. And they're like, I, you're going to do something unsafe. The other 49 states where you can pump your own gas. Like, are cars and people just exploding? Oh. Do they burst into flame regularly? I will never forget my cousin Priscilla, who was great. She was like the closest thing I had to a sister growing up. We would see them once a year. And so we go out to see her and, you know, she's get her driver's license. And she's, you know, driving us around all that stuff. And I said, let me pump the gas. She goes, you don't pump the gas here. What are you talking about? You can't do that. And I said, I pump it all the time back at home. And she goes, wait, wait, wait. You've pumped gas? Like I, like I said, I'd climbed Mount Everest. Like she's like, you've actually. Sometimes I forget to get it in the tank and I just put the hose right in my mouth and just start sucking it down. Isn't that what you do? <laughs> right. So then I remember distinctly how they had to, because they lived in New Jersey. She went to college in Scranton. And actually, she worked at the radio station. If you ever watch The Office, that little froggy country station they advertise in there, she worked there. But I remember specifically they had to drive to Pennsylvania with her so she could learn how to pump gas before she went to college because she's going to live in a place where they pump gas. Common Man and T-Bone. Catch the live experience weekdays from 3 to 6 and listen on demand at 971thefan.com. The Fan, Ohio's sports destiny. Broadcasting from the Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus. The Fan. Good afternoon, I'm Ryan Baker. The Buckeye Hoops team looking to snap a five-game losing streak this afternoon at four. They host Maryland. It's the only meeting between these two this season. Coverage here on the fan begins at three with Timmy Hall in the fan warm-up show. The Columbus Blue Jackets are back on the ice for the first time since January 30th and on home ice for the first time since January 19th when they welcome the Tampa Bay Lightning to Nationwide at seven this evening. Adam Boquist was activated from IR this morning and will be in the lineup. Elvis looks like the goalie in net. Eric Reeser's Cleveland Cavaliers are in first place in the Central, riding an eight-game winning streak there on the road in Toronto to face the Raptors at 7.30 tonight. And just like Ohio State, Alabama is losing their recently hired offensive coordinator, too. Ryan Grubb, who followed Kalen DeBoer to Tuscaloosa, is heading to Seattle to be the Seahawks OC.